Revelation 6, verses 9 through 11. Yes. And when he, this is the Lamb, had opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God Amen. and for the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? And white robes were given unto every one of them, and it was said unto them that they should rest yet for a little season, until their fellow servants also, and their brethren, that should be killed as they were, should be fulfilled. Let's consider today one of those martyrs that is resting for a little season. I hope I can pronounce this correctly. Franciscus San Romanus for, uh, from Spain, as you could probably tell. Uh, I don't think we've had a Spaniard yet. So I found this one and found it intriguing in a number of different ways. The life of a this was a successful merchant man in Spain. He went from being a successful merchant man to being a martyr in, within, within nine months. Had everything taken from him. And I hope that we can consider that it was not just, yes, they died. Yes, they died for the gospel of Jesus Christ. But they all went through a period, a, a transitionary time, in which they went from sometimes great success to yes. great deprivation. And that happened to this man here. And we can refer to him as Francis. This is during the time of Charles V, Holy Roman Emperor over Germany, Italy, Spain, Austria, etc. In the year 1540, Francis was sent from Spain to Antwerp on business. There in Antwerp, Francis heard the gospel preached and was gloriously converted to biblical Christianity. <coughs> Under the guidance of two preachers there in Antwerp, Francis spent entire days learning the word of God and hearing from them the way of God more perfectly and devoured any books available to him on the subject of true religion. I don't know anything about his doctrine necessarily. I don't know anything about these two preachers, but I know that he had a glorious conversion. Almost immediately upon his conversion, he began writing letters to all of his friends and colleagues about his newfound faith. His goal was to eventually go back to Spain and preach to his family, and to his nation there. He wanted to be a minister of the gospel. The Spanish merchants there in Antwerp that he was sent to, um, they received some of the letters from him about his newfound faith, and they invited him to come and speak to them upon, about his newfound faith, intending to destroy him. Upon arrival at one of the merchants' home, they led him to a chamber where several friars were in wait to interrogate him. Being demanded to show of what faith and religion he was, my faith, said he, is to confess and preach Jesus Christ only and Amen. him crucified, yeah, which is the true faith of the universal church of Christ, the true church throughout the whole world. Right. But this faith and doctrine you have corrupted, taking another abominable kind of life, and by your impiety have brought the most part of the world into blindness most miserable." Amen. Then the friars asked whether he believed the bishop of Rome to be Christ's vicar and head of the church, having all the treasures of the church in his own power and being able to bind and loose. 
also to make new articles and abolish the old at his own will and, and, uh, and will. Hereunto, Francis answered again that he believed none of all this, but contrary, did affirm that the Pope was Antichrist, Amen. born of the devil, being the enemy of Jesus Christ, yes. transferring to himself Jesus and God's honor, and who, moreover, being incited by the devil, turned all things upside down and corrupted the sincerity of Christ's religion, partly by false pretenses beguiling, partly by his extreme cruelty destroying the poor flock of Christ, etc. Amen. With the like boldness, he uttered his mind also against the mass and purgatory. Now, this happened within one month's period of time from his conversion to his understanding of these things. It took about one month. And he was very eloquent there. Francis was put into prison for a certain amount of time, but released um, because of his employers back in, in Spain, hoping that he would go back to his normal ways and forget his newfound uh, religion. Now, Francis was a very... He's much like Peter, very zealous, and he got himself into trouble, sometimes unnecessary, unnecessarily. But he was very zealous to spread the truth of the gospel, and he was very burdened for his homeland, Spain. He went to the emperor, the holy Roman emperor, four times to implore him, the emperor, to restore the simplicity of Christ's religion and to release Spain from its corrupt and false doctrines. As you can imagine, upon the fourth visit, he was put into prison and condemned to death. The articles whereupon he stood and for the which he was condemned were as follows. He believed that life and salvation in the sight of God comes to no man by his own strength, works, or merits, but only by the free mercy of God in the blood and sacrifice of his Son, our mediator. Amen. We say amen. Number two. He believed that the sacrifice of the Mass, which the Papists do account available for the remission of sins, both to the quick and dead, is horrible blasphemy. Amen. Number three, that confession with the numbering up of sins, also that satisfaction, purgatory, pardons, invocation of saints, and worshiping of images are but mere blasphemy against the, against the living God, and that these three articles profane and injure the blood of Christ to all true believers. After the inquisitors perceived that by no means could he be reclaimed from his assertions, they proceeded at last to the sentence, condemning him to be burned as a heretic. Many other malefactors were brought also with him to the place of execution, but they were all pardoned and dismissed. He only, for the gospel, being odious to the whole world, was taken and burned. Furthermore, as he was brought out of the city gate to be burned, there stood a wooden cross by the way, whereunto Francis was required to do homage, which he refused, answering that the manner of Christians is not to worship wood. And he was, said he, a Christian. Amen. While he was come to the place where he should suffer, the friars were busy about him to have him recant, but he continued ever firm. As he was laid upon a heap of wood and the file kindled, fire kindled about him, he began a little at the feeling of the fire to lift up his, heaven, his head toward heaven, which when the inquisitors perceived, hoping that he would recant his doctrine now that the flames were hot, they caused him to be taken down from the fire. But when they perceived nothing less in him, the adversaries, being frustrated of their expectations, threw him into the fire where he was burned to death. 
Another example of a martyr. Yes. So what about us? What about us? Can we live, love, proclaim, defend, further, and obey the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ to the end, whether in this life or the next? We most certainly can and we should. Yes. Mm-hmm. For if we, if we live after the flesh, we shall die. That's right. But if, we, if ye, through the Spirit, do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. So yes. let us live this day and mortify the deeds of the body. Amen. Amen. Amen.